Jack, Levi. The Book Club from Hell. Hello everyone, this is Jack with The Book Club from Hell, an arts and crafts collective with the aim of world domination. This week, Levi and I read the Eonic Futurism Manifesto, a PDF published in 2020. Little information exists about the Eonic Futurists, a movement which may well only consist of a single teenager in their bedroom. And while information about the group's origins and composition is scarce, the intellectual content of their movement is even thinner on the ground. Having read the manifesto, I can tell you that they like Hitler, Aryans, the Italian futurists, Nietzsche, and Rantipolian impoliteness. How this all coheres into a cogent worldview, I couldn't really tell you. If you like what Levi and I are doing with this podcast, then we've got a Patreon page, the link to which is in the show notes. So, if you feel ready to leave the past as a smouldering wreck in your rearview mirror, then listen on. Enjoy. So today we're reading Aeonic Futurism, a manifesto. <laughs> barely, it's barely a you, manifesto. Yeah, you say that very loosely. <laughs> it's like once you t- take out the cover and the first two or three pages of filler. Yeah, and all like, of the like clip art the, tier the graphics. illustrations. Yeah. And then you take out some that some of the pages just have huge blank spots between sections, like section yeah. breaks. Or there's an entire page up. dedicated to them talking about how they came up with their symbol, which is like it's fine. It's a bit busy to be to be truly iconic. <laughs> uh, but they're very proud of their symbol. They put it Jack, everywhere. Jack starts ex- uh, artistically explain. critiquing Nazi symbolism, <laughs> ne- neo-fascist symbolism. It's basically like is it, is it? It's like a swastika with a hammer on it. Yeah, it's and, kind of an odd and a, a totemkopf and an ouroboros around it, which means F. Gardner would like it. It's really he's busy. all about he's all about the ouroboros. A little skull, and it's quite a yeah. detailed skull as well. You know, yeah, it's the to- it's the totemkopf. The totemkopf is that a particular? Yeah, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that really well. I'm, all the Germans listening will be cheering the to themselves, smiling totemkopfiation. Reminder yeah. of the struggle for total Aryan victory and to enjoy <laughs> it in the process. Yeah. yeah, great. It's what I'm all about. <laughs> I'm all about that total so, Aryan victory. what is Ionic Futurism, Jack? So, <laughs> Ionic Futurism, it's... Okay, so I Ionic, found this one Ionic. when I yeah, was... Ionic. like Like any sensible person, I was, I was just reading about the Order of Nine Angles. And so they, they've, got, they've got a bunch of, like, I guess, semi-official websites, as official as anything by the Order of Nine Angles is. I was also looking into which books of theirs we could read for this podcast. So the the Order of Nine Angles is quite an esoteric neo-Nazi group formed in the United Kingdom. Although they've gone global, they are all Mister Worldwide. <laughs> they've gone they global. Are all, they're they're, they're all like Pitbull. Pitbull. They're all Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull is is the Grand Master of the Order of Nine Angles. He gets if a tattoo off tattooed yeah, exactly. his forehead. If, if you read, we. He's bald. He's basically a little totem cop, isn't he? <laughs> this little. He's a bald king. Little Latin American Lit- totem cop. Totem cop. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, yeah. Also, a Mr. Worldwide, Mr. Ni- Order of Nine Angles. 
<laughs> Mr. I think it's the the Atom Waffen Division of the Order of Nine Angles and a bunch of Just murders. imagine imagine football running around in like a little Nazi SS uniform. SS uniform. Beautiful. <laughs> what, what, wasn't they didn't they have like Calvin Klein or something? Um I think it was Hugo Boss who designed Yeah, yeah, SS Hugo uniforms. Boss, yeah. Yeah, very um, nice. Very which, sharp. For reasons that escape me, the company does keep quiet at the moment. It's yeah, a, you'd think that would be like I- the highest bit. iconic. Yeah, they're like the bad guys. They they design the the, the, um, the <laughs> uniform for the bad guys for the rest of history. <laughs> yeah, well, we know that like chicks just love that bad boy look. They love the bad boy aesthetic. And what is more bad boy aesthetic than the SS? <laughs> the SS fucking racial exterminators. <laughs> that's pretty. It's definitely up there. That's definitely up there when it comes to the bad boy look. Um, I love that they even called them. Isn't that where the word stormtroopers come from? Weren't they called the stormtroopers? Could well be. I mean, like we all know that the German. Yeah, military. George Lucas is a notorious racial supremacist, so it could. Yeah, it's yeah, probably where he got George the idea Lucas. from. Just really, that's not slanderous, by the way. Hollywood. I'm, Hollywood is just full of neo-Nazis. LA yeah. Oh, yeah. If, <laughs> just overrun what I always, neo-Nazis. Yeah. I mean, that's the worst bit about Hollywood. That's why I don't like watching Marvel <laughs> movies anymore. Just all of all of the Nazi propaganda you get blasted it's with. It's simultaneously overrun with neo-Nazis and controlled by Zionists. Yeah. yeah the two go together like chocolate and peanut butter, don't they? That mm, the, the crossover between neo-Nazism and Zionism is huge. It's almost 100%. <laughs> Two groups who get along together notoriously well. Really well. Anyway, yeah. Eon, so I found this manifesto when I was I was looking around on Order of Nine Angles websites, trying to get um trying to get a high score with the number of watch lists I can be part of. Well you're just, in Melbourne right now. I can't believe yeah, yeah, you I can even just, say it. just got back to Australia. Say uh, say, say the N word without like the N word, yeah, Nazi, Nazi, yes. <laughs> With, without cool like N-word. some fucking some goddamn hipster cop bashing down your door and throwing you in the fucking prison. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, exactly. Melbourne. That that Bloody does Melbourne. tend to happen in Melbourne. Yeah, it happens a lot. So <laughs> notoriously <laughs> repressive state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's the North Korea of the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> So, Eonic Futurism. I don't even know who wrote this. So, I had a look for the Eonic Futurism team, which is the august group to whom this work is ascribed. They've written one other book, which is complaining about book. false futurists. Uh, <laughs> fucking fine. They are, they're a bit behind the... For a group who call themselves futurists, they're a bit behind the times, considering that the futurists were, to the best of my knowledge, a 20th century, largely Italian movement. <laughs> so, Eonic uh, Futurism team, very current. This work also starts out, it says that it's the 132nd year of the Fuhrer. I'm assuming it means it's been 132 years at the time of publication. It was published last year in 2022. So, 132 years after Hitler was, was born, I guess. Yeah, he I'm was not- born in like 1882 or something, like that, 89 or something. 
don't know when Hitler was born. <laughs> I'm I have it here. You, 1889. You threw out a number. 18, 1889. No, don't say you have it here. You just, it was off the top of your head. <laughs> no, I just, <laughs> off the top of my head, no Hitler's year of birth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as someone, I'm sure the Nazi the Nazis would have loved you, which is why you know everything. Sure they would have loved me. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they would have loved me. <laughs> yeah, well, I married a Slav, so they they definitely have problems with that. Which that that was where that's where Varg diverges with the Nazis. He complained that they didn't like Slavs, which are people whom whom Varg considers to be white. It just sounds like a lot of effort being a Nazi, doesn't it? You know, Especially like they're just they have an issue with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and it seems most Nazi doctrinal disputes are over which group of people they don't like, like which race they want to exterminate. And which races they think are cool. <laughs> like and every, everybody else Varg, is just getting on with being on the internet and dealing. You've got Varg <laughs> coming into bat for the Slavs, a group of people that most people are confused as to whether they're white or not. You know, they're, they're definitely borderline <laughs> Slavs. Hard to tell if they have white skin. But Papa Varg's here to, t- to tell you that Slavs are white. But the OG Nazis were not fans of Slavs, so... Yeah, it's it. It will be hard work being a Nazi. Just too much, too much thinking going on. That's why I'm. There's a real obsession with purity. Yeah, yeah. Which always seems to bog down ideological movements. I can't be fucked. Which is it's why I've I've just decided to be a degenerate, a professional <laughs> degenerate. degenerate. De- de- degenerate. Can't be bothered working out. Which <laughs> you just don't have to put in hate. any any thought into your ideological allegiances. You just like just talk shit about everyone. My ideology is based on Twitter. I mean, I don't really go on Twitter, but and and four chance lit exactly, exactly. That's what my personality is based on. Personality is based <laughs> on four chan. Ideology based on Twitter. My my aesthetics based on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, I'm old school. Wow, I like that. It's, it's that classic look. Sex life based on MySpace. MySpace. What does that even? <laughs> Man, I remember when MySpace was cool, which, which makes me feel ancient. What, is, what was that MySpace? MySpace, at least in my experience, was mostly seen people posting pictures of themselves. Like, <laughs> That's where I'm looking, um, looking upset. Taylor Swift started was MySpace. Her her social media is MySpace. Very impressive. When I actually fe- realized, like, um. Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber, like they started as social media kids, right? Yeah, that's I think what, also what's that's his what name? Do. The kid, the kid Leroy. I think he started off in like TikTok or something, right? And then there's the Island Boys, man. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the biggest musical artistic. sensation of the past millennium. <laughs> They've got that one song. They've got. They tried branching out by applying that one song that they had to. I, th- I think I saw them. Advertising for like car insurance, yeah. <laughs> island car insurance with these two well, fucking it's, it's, degenerates. It's not their car insurance. I think just some some car insurance company decided to go down the guerrilla marketing route. Imagine that and- if we blow up as a meme, we will take all the quick cash we can get. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> because like this is going to be over in a heartbeat. I think I agree with those guys' strategy. Like the fact that they were like, "All right, this is a fleeting moment. We've got to fucking milk it for all it's worth." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have an iconic look or an iconic song though. 
We need to get some face tats. Yeah, I think that's probably the thing we're lacking. <laughs> Could we get the Totenhoff cough as a as a face tat? Do you reckon that's iconic enough? Yeah, that's a really good <laughs> idea. Get a Totenkopf somewhere on your face. I think like your employability will go through the roof. Like, what about you just get the the outline of the of the jaw and the teeth like on your cheek? Yeah. So it looks like your face is literally a, a skull. And because the Totenkopf isn't as as well known as some other Nazi symbols, you should probably get a swastika on your face just so on people your forehead, don't get confused. Like your, your third eye swastika. Yeah, and exactly. Just say just it's Hinduism. Your eyebrows. <laughs> when, when you, when, it's like, it's Hinduism, man. <laughs> it's clear. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's a sort of It doesn't go very well can, with the skull that's on the rest of your face. <laughs> you can start acting really pressed whenever anyone calls you a Nazi and tell them it's an ancient symbol. An ancient symbol? What are you getting so upset about? (laughs) Anyway, so, (laughs) aeonic futurism. Uh, At the start of this, at the start of this, um, manifesto, they give a disclaimer saying that this is a work of fiction, that all people represented within this are fictional characters, etc., etc., and then afterwards say, or maybe not, which is just so fucking lame. <laughs> Please, anyone. It's really lame, especially don't, since. Don't do this. This is just, it's so played out. I bet the first time it was done, it was pretty laughable as well. And it just hasn't aged. Aged like fucking vinegar. And especially since the guy talks about, I assume it's a dude. <laughs> I assume I it's a 15 year old. Like, okay, yeah. Is that the, the people like... writing this don't give their names, but I bet it's just like some German teenager in his bedroom. Oh, 100%. So, like, they also talk about being brave and courageous and, like, tearing down the system and stuff. And it's like, well, you can't even back yourself by just saying, by, like, at the beginning, you, you kind of, like, cop out by saying it's a work of fiction, but maybe it's not. Like, yeah, really, really brave there, bro. <laughs> really courageous. No, well, they, they have to stay anonymous so that they can keep committing terrorist acts. So that they can tear, go... Tear down can, the system. So that they can keep their, their job at McDonald's. <laughs> their, their, their 15-year-old job at McDonald's in Munich. Their neat bucks will get cut off and they won't be able to buy as many tendies if they... They show their faces <laughs> if they reveal themselves to be the authors of the Ionic Futurism Manifesto. So lame. The notorious and well-known tract. I hope this person <clears throat> was not any older than like nineteen. No, no, no. A nineteen-year-old should know better. I'd say like <laughs> fifteen and younger. Fifteen is borderline. Like you're probably too mature to write this. A nineteen-year-old, fuck no! A nineteen-year-old is too grown up to. There's write some this. edgelord fifteen-year-old got got their hands on like Minecraft or something. Not even Minecraft. I reckon, like, would they have read the Manifesto of Futurism? No, probably not. It's like they probably just heard. It's like, oh yeah, Filippo Marinetti was kind of cool, and I like how futurist paintings look. I like myself a bit of Severini. I'm gonna write something about Ionic Futurism. I don't think they did that. I don't think they no, did prob- that. Prob- I think it's a, I think you're giving them too much credit. <laughs> I see so sort of people I'm who like tr- I'm trying to steal man them. This is, <laughs> there is so little intellectual content here that I'm trying to aesthetically steal man them. They they even use a what gave me the shits was they they used an arrow symbol throughout the text. Oh, that was like, so fucking annoying. But a it's little, not even an arrow a, symbol. A dash it's like and then a the minus. The, it's a minus and yeah. a, a like a greater than sign. 
so it makes a little arrow. And so they'd say like point A and then a little arrow to point B. <laughs> it's like just write a sentence, you fuck. Like you've hardly written anything at all. Like this book is barely 15 pages long and you can't even be bothered writing full sentences. So definitely like a 14-year-old. <laughs> no, well, that it's because they're futurists. They're leaving behind the past. Which- <laughs> they're leaving behind clear communication. Yeah, you exactly, don't need that in exactly, the future. Exactly. <laughs> I will give them this. There weren't many typos in this There weren't too PDF. many. There was, there was a couple. We're just shitting, shitting on their <laughs> shitty fucking... I'm trying... I'm, we, look, we've been told by listeners that they enjoy it when we try to... We really try to take things seriously, so... I'm okay, we're trying to try the Aeonic Futurism Manifesto uh, there weren't seriously. Many I will give them this. The, the, um, the cover is quite cool. I do like the cover. How have the they did that? I bet nice, you it was just like it, AI generated, though. Piece of shit. <laughs> no, I love AI there generated. Were a few, there were a few pictures in this that looked AI generated. There was particularly one of the... The blonde Aryan woman wearing some robe with the Ionic Futurist logo on it, walking along what looked a lot like a um, a Dolly landscape. Yeah, I think that they've just pulled that off the web somewhere because if you zoom in, go to that picture, zoom in, and you can see it's just it's like the Futurism logo is not like. It's not a oh, part of they, the dress. They just, they just slapped it on. There. Yeah, it's, it's not actually part of the dress. It's like the sort of person <laughs> driving a Honda Civic who rips off the badge and like sticks a Mercedes logo on it or something. It's, it's, it's like that from little. from afar, if you like, if you're back and you zoom out and then you squint your eyes, it kind of looks like it's supposed to be there. And then all you have to do is zoom in a little bit, and you can oh, see they've I've just been, like I've been they've found, just put it over I've been the top. found out as the fraud I am. I didn't do enough research. I didn't read this text closely enough <laughs> yeah. to not <laughs> notice the shitty photo editing that they've been doing. Actually, to be fair, I think they're stuff. simple as well. Like the Totenkopf, they have just like slapped it on as well. <laughs> oh, like- I, I doubt they drew their own Totenkopf. It's <laughs> probably someone else's Tottenkopf. Okay, they've got this other piece of art, which is like some some people, uh, like in like a paramilitary with like little skull masks. On. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's quite cool. And then they just sl- slapped a SWAT sticker in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this PDF starts off with two quotes, and one is from Miguel Serrano, which you kind of expect. You know he. We're probably going to end up reading something by Miguel Serrano. He was a Chilean diplomat and an important figure in the esoteric Hitlerism movement. He wrote books what is called it about things like this form of Adolf Hitler, The Last Avatar, which, which is actually the name of the book. That's so weird. So what, what is it about this no, form sorry, of uh, it's Nazism? Like the, the, the other person they quote at the start of the book is Mike Ma. <laughs> and I remember yeah, I when that. I read that, I thought, oh, fuck. Like, look, okay. <laughs> I world's collide. This is coming from someone who actually enjoyed gothic violence and and harassment architecture, but it is possible to to rate those two books too highly. <laughs> so, it's like I wouldn't open up a manifesto with a quote from Mike Ma. He's got his little like little cult thing going on, probably. I reckon there's probably a few people out there in the world who fucking love Mike Ma. Oh, there more than a few. I remember I was um I was reading something by it's it's a fine gentleman named Shazam Watkins. I assume that's that's what's written on his birth certificate. Who has been <laughs> res, he 
worked with Mike Marr to do the formatting and cover art and stuff like that for Mike Marr's books, which, to be fair, really are cool. Artist. It's probably yeah, probably the really best cool. bit about his books are the, is Pons the design of his uh, cover is really cool. Yeah, and I think Shazam Watkins also did the audiobooks for for Gothic Violence and Harassment oh, yeah. Architecture. But man, on his website, he just writes at length about how incredible those books are and how much they make him think. And really? like, in, the, yeah. in the same way as I wouldn't open my manifesto with a Mike Mark quote, I also would just caution people against valuing those books too highly. Like, <laughs> they're, they're fine. They're, they're pretty funny at times, but I fun. probably wouldn't heap that much philosophical praise on them. <laughs> so I had a question for you, Jack. Yeah. What exactly is it about this form of Nazi ideology that makes it esoteric. You keep on saying esoteric Hitlerism. So Hitlerism as opposed to Nazism is just like worshipping mm. Hitler, I assume. And then esoteric, like does that mean they think of him as some sort of demigod or something? Yeah, so I, I don't know a great deal about esoteric Hitlerism. <laughs> I'm like, man. But- <laughs> <laughs> so, Do they get spiritual about it? The spiritual aspect of it it seems to be this strange mashup of hinduism and hitler oh, oh yeah where, okay can we read more where, of that then yeah yeah, 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 esoteric yeah. hitlerism comes on have you heard of savitri devi i don't know if i'm pronouncing that name right but no okay so it's it's this woman she 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 loved hitler and was a big fan of <laughs> hinduism and Basically, can we read something by her? Does she have a book? Oh, she wrote quite a few books. We really will need Great. to read something by her as well. Um, Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, she she did things like she, so. She looked at the swastika and said, "Okay, well, the swastika, really, really great polar symbol representing the Aryan race, which represents the unity of Hindus and Germans." She really liked the Indian caste system for similar reasons. To <laughs> yeah, you don't say. That and seems said to that go it was, down yeah, well it was like these this, types. <laughs> Yeah, this this world of being representation of of racial laws governing governing different races. She liked that Hitler was trying to implement that to an extent in Europe by exterminating undesirable groups of people. That was that was cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, she considered. I think I'm pretty sure she considered Hitler to be like the avatar of Vishnu. It was like. Coming oh, yeah. in to restore the Aryan race. I am and become I, death. All that. I'm pretty sure it was Savitri Devi who said that Hitler's problem was that he had too much. It was like solarity, which meant that he was too merciful and didn't finish the job. But he was too he merciful. Be, yeah, he was too merciful. He was too blood pilled. Yeah, right, but never, red pill Hitler yeah. is going to be. Go. He's going to be reincarnated. Where he's going to be less merciful. I always thought of Hitler really... as tough but fair. <laughs> tough love. That's what I've always thought of when I've thought of Hitler. A bit of tough love. So, yeah, and so Hitler's going to be reincarnated with less celerity and more less celerity, less yeah, solar- less, less mercy. He's going to be less solar, which means he'll be less merciful, and he'll he'll really get the wow. Job done. So. That there was a go. rambling answer to your question because, as is clear, I don't know much about esoteric Hitlerism. But it's let's basically... read this Devi woman. Oh yeah, she I, sounds I'd, crazy. I'd really like to. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to read about how Hitler was too merciful because he was too solar. 
Um, what is this <laughs> podcast doing to our brains, Jack? <laughs> oh, it's like, not doing com- anything good. <laughs> it completely desensitized <laughs> me to the idea of reading an esoteric Hitlerist Hindu yeah, I'm mashup. S- I'm so burned <laughs> out on that sort of thing that it just doesn't phase me. Like, reading this manifesto, I'm sure a few years ago, some aspects of it would not have, like, not necessarily upset me, but I would have been somewhat uncomfortable. Like reading them just talking about like I was just bored. I was like, come on, come on. Piling the Aryan race <laughs> and the need for Aryans to destroy uh the past and the subhumans around them and the Untermenschen around them. Whereas now I read it I'm like, oh, this is just kind of mid. This is not this, this is, is mid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit. That's so good. I uh I, I think my opinion of it is uh Oh, I'm reading this book at the moment by Matt Ridley. Really good book. It's called The Evolution of Everything. And uh, just um, he's talking about like the evolution of like ethics and ideologies and politics and that sort of stuff. It's really interesting. And uh, just from the perspective of, um, I guess, if, if you think of these things like memes that are like competing for um, attention space in the human mind um, and like competing to be spread. I think that, like, in the long run, the neo-Nazi stuff is not going to spread too much more beyond probably the next few decades, maybe the end of the century. If nothing else, then it's just, like, really repetitive. It's yeah, re- like, they yeah. just don't have a lot of meat on on their, uh, their bones with this. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. Aryans are really good. Just kill everybody else. All right, yada, yada. Come on. Surely these people are going to get bored of it at some point. It's just not a very, it's not a very like interesting <laughs> ideology. Yeah, that, like I think fascism is really interesting for for some reasons. In that I do think, at least in the West, for quite a long time, it's been the first truly non-Christian political movement that gained quite a bit of power. That's interesting because because you, you got liberalism, and especially when you read like John Locke and things like that, liberalism is so strongly rooted in. In Christianity, yeah, this where when you look at its its first moral principles of equality of people being a good thing, you ask yourself, well, where does this come from? These aren't Roman ethics; these aren't Greek ethics. No, it came out of Christianity. Yeah, it's it's like? quite Christian, and Locke makes the, that Christianity explicit. Marxism, while it it claims not to be Christian. To me, whenever I read anything Marxist, I just think the meek shall inherit the earth. Again, it's not it's not a morality. Yeah, but they that- shall inherit the earth by destroying the bourgeoisie. So <laughs> it's kind of like this perversion of of the Christian ethic. <laughs> yeah, but I still I really I see this the Christian ethic very strongly in Marxism. Yeah. Because it there's still this this fundamental belief that People being oppressed is wrong. Really, seem it seems Abraham. <laughs> I guess like, yeah, like the, the fascists, like this, no, but, but really, good. it's not Roman, it's not Greek, it's not Hindu. Being more broad, you could say, okay, maybe it's Abrahamic. But in the context of Europe, where Marxism well, came Christian, from, yeah. that's yeah, that's it's Christian. Fascism, I find really interesting in that it doesn't have that. It was explicitly aiming for a much more vertically oriented society again as as was the case in Isn't it quite influenced by like an idealization of the Roman Empire, right? Yeah, the, the, yes. Yeah. And so I find I find so, fascism interesting from that perspective that it was the first 
truly non-Christian political movement in in Europe in a really long time to have gained quite a lot of power. It's really interesting. In terms of today, though, like I just feel that fascism was tried in a few places, didn't work long term. Turned out pretty bad. Yeah, and like if even for people wanting to overthrow liberalism, I think Dugan has the right idea when he said, look, we tried fascism and it just just didn't work. Like, you're not going to use this. You're not going to make a new society based on this because liberalism has already shown itself capable of fending off fascism. As to your point about, like, don't these people get bored talking about how good it is to be white? <laughs> no. Like, I think, I don't think that's a limiting factor. That's just something. You just this. Like, literally. People are going to keep talking about that. Gr- groups of, like, 19 to 30-year-old skinheads sitting around having a, a nice cup of tea. Just, ah, how good is it being white? <laughs> One of them just holds up his hand and points at his skin. Everyone around the circle is hey! like, hey! <laughs> Another one points at his face. Hey! Everyone nods and his skin's white. Yay! Hey! Oh, <laughs> they all take on an Italian effect. Oh, hey! Hey, it's good to be a white. <laughs> I don't know why the, the skinheads having tea in my head just turned into Italians. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, yeah, I don't know why that happened. Whatever. The human imagination. No, that's probably exactly what happens. Every <laughs> to be fair, fascism did t- meeting, come out of Italy. So yeah, well, that's what's happened at every skinhead meeting I've been part of. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get in trouble at skinhead meetings for having too much hair? Yeah, it, that has been a problem. You just won't be a big problem. That's that's been that's been the only point of of distinction between any of us when I show up. It's just my full head of hair. Like ideologically aligned, aesthetic, aesthetically yeah, yeah, misaligned. Yeah. Not <laughs> that said, especially with with I was going to say modern fascism, but actually this is not the case. Fascism has always been strongly aesthetically focused. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, very I guess that's, that's sort of something that we can still man them on is like they do, um, they've got their like aesthetic dialed in, hey. You know, even the modern ones with like the the army aesthetic being all about like big fucking boots and like, you know, like um, modern like Yeah, they look like airsoft lappers. <laughs> that airsoft they look aesthetic. Like airsoft that's what modern fashion is. <laughs> They're all just running around in like their friends' like property uh, in the woods, like fucking Varg, with little with like uh, with airsoft guns or um, or or paintball guns. You know, like I got really into paintballing when I was a little bit younger for like a, a hot fucking minute, and there's like this whole economy, this massive economy of like really sophisticated paintball equipment. So, <laughs> like, you can get sniper rifles, you can get like different model guns, you can get like grenades i laugh but that would probably be that. so much fun i bet it's heaps of fun and i bet you all these like little spastic neo-nazi fucking 19 year olds are running around the woods like shooting each other with airsoft guns <laughs> yeah so i mean what i was saying before about the aspects of fascism that i find interesting this like truly post-christian ideology especially with modern fascists they don't have any of that that i can detect it just feels like a fashion it just feels like it feels mostly like an aesthetic consideration. It's, oh, well, I like wearing combat boots and going to the gym and getting jacked. And oh, yeah, the Nazi propaganda photos or the, the like posters and things looked cool. 
Which, like, yeah, they, they seriously considered. Like, they yeah, branded you, everything you, with red, white, and black. Like, they were very, very conscious. And also, if you've got a hard on for, like, anti-heroes. Like, if you yeah. really like, if you really like <laughs> Deadpool or whatever, then... <laughs> the Deadpool, the Deadpool to Heil Hitler pipeline. <laughs> yeah. Starts off in but Deadpool, ends up in like some paramilitary group. <laughs> the SS modern fascism just feels like such a fucking LARP. Like it just to be it fair, feels Deadpool like a fashion. Is red and black. Yeah, and he's, get some he's a white man as well. So he's, <laughs> that's it. That's the white part of it. <laughs> Um, so first chapter of this is called We Clear the Way. And I'll read out the first sentence of it because it basically sums up this entire manifesto. So they say, The West is a corpse being consumed by the last men slash the subhumans. Left wing is rooting for subhumanity, the right wing for the corpse, and fascists for bringing back life to the corpse somehow. Thus, we want to bring about the complete and immediate destruction of Western civilization and the entire world to blast this society free from its own history that no longer lives inside our hearts, but it's only a beautiful sarcophagus with which we rot. So I think they call themselves futurists. What that to me seems, so the the original futurists, so that 20th century Italian movement, was this movement largely of artists who who venerated modernity. So they they loved the symbolism of the car of the plane. They thought they really liked youth and violence and wanted to to leave the past completely behind and embrace this modern mechanized future. And I do see I see elements or a lot of elements of that in this manifesto where they too talk about the need to leave behind the past, that the past is a rotten corpse. There it you shouldn't cling on to it because that just leads to innovation and and death and petrification. I love humans. I just, I just love yeah. that. Like a little, <laughs> a little posse of like Italians, like a hundred years ago, just got obsessed with machines and then started making art and like egged each other on. <laughs> yeah, and and then like hundred years as later, as much fun some... as I make of Ionic futurism, futurist art is really cool. And if listeners haven't looked it up, like look up Severini or something like that. That's, yeah, it's quite the, cool. The the art is is seriously cool. And for this podcast, I would really like to read the Manifesto of Futurism. That'd be that'd be a good one to read. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. It, there's probably a lot more to it than the Ionic Futurism. Ionic Futurism, yeah, not so much. Yeah. So yeah, they they want to destroy Western civilization so that something new and potent can be instituted in its place. And anyway, it's they say Western civilization. It used to be great, but now it's just a technocratic Zionist hegemony, which is hostile, hostile to Aryans, which, which is bad. I mean, as a proud Aryan myself, I, I wish we could overthrow the current technocratic Zionist hegemony so I could, I don't know, openly hang out with my skinhead boys. or I don't, I don't actually know <laughs> yeah, what they What do they do once they've achieved? I don't know what they want achieved, to do once it's overthrown. They've achieved victory. What do they do? They just they sit around and talk about how good it is to be Aryan? Like, yeah. what, what they are they keep, doing? They keep just playing Overwatch 2 in their room, except the only people in the server will be white. Or oh, creating, like, uh, futurist art or something. Yeah, they do I have a section on the sort of art they will be creating, and I just fucking bet they... Like, reading... Okay, when I was reading the section when they... They list all the characteristics of their art. I I just kept thinking. I bet this is how Mike Ma sees himself. 
when he's writing <laughs> gothic violence yeah, yeah, too or whatever, yeah. I bet this is how he sees yeah, yeah, himself. Yeah. This like vanguard for the new world order that will overthrow the Zionist occupied governments of the world. <laughs> Some it's shit pretty like, like narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's it, it, it's adolescent. Adolescent, it's extremely adolescent is the best way to sum up this manifesto. I'm it's like to change the someone, world with my shitty futurist manifesto. You take someone before their frontal lobe is developed enough to acknowledge the true existence of other people, and you just feed them a bunch of like four yeah, chan yeah, yeah. poll posts, and this is what happens. <laughs> So they okay. So these people, they seem to be advocating for some form of accelerationism, wherein eonic futurists will be using Western civilization systems and technology to undermine Western civilization. Yeah, so it's accelerationist. And when I say when I say they seem to be advocating for it, this is so so manifestos tend to be like they're they're polemical. They're trying to bring people into the fold by offering a taster of of the movement's ideology and beliefs. And, for example, the, the Unabomber Manifesto did this in that he outlined his beliefs but didn't offer a great deal of, of justification. It's not an instruction manual. <laughs> like, yeah. So how-to guide to overthrow the system. He offered a of things, but then he, he went on and wrote much more in-depth works and also did tell people, okay, we'll go read The Technological Society by Jacques Ellul or something like that. I regard that as a manifesto done right. A manifesto, because Jack is a uh, connoisseur of manifestos I'm at a, this point. I'm a connoisseur of manifestos. A connoisseur and he knows, he knows a good manifestos. manifesto when he reads one. This oh, yeah. does not pass oh, yeah. the bar. No, this is, this is fucking trash. <laughs> it's just not good. So, yeah, when I say he seems to be advocating, or they seem to be advocating for some form of accelerationism, Come on, it's definitely that is on the base. That's on the basis of like <laughs> a sentence or two. Just and most of these sentences. So there are there are a few influences I can see here. One of which is Nietzsche, and that's that's very clear because they also keep quoting Nietzsche. Yeah, he comes up a lot, and they've taken what I regard as some of Nietzsche's bad habits and embraced them. So Nietzsche, I find this irritating, where he just he just says things that he probably thought sounded really cool and aphoristic. But are actually just not even confusing. Just like they don't actually mean much. They're just the sort of things that I don't like. Make you feel kind of excited, but when you examine them, don't don't really have much content. It was kind of the uh, prototypical Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, Nietzsche was the Tony Robbins of nineteenth century Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so. A lot of Nietzsche's <laughs> works, particularly the ethical works, are basically weird self-help. Like very strange, extreme self-help. Anthropological, pre-psychoanalysis self-help. <laughs> really weird. People you who- unlucky in love. Did your best friend run off with the woman that you were in love with? Well, better reevaluate your values. Become the Ubermensch. It'll be all good. It'll be, It'll be all right. Uh, do you feel like a camel? <laughs> do you feel like your inner lion needs to be brought out? <laughs> yeah, so he's, he, I keep saying he, they refer to themselves as they as if they're a movement. I keep saying he because I'm not convinced there is more than one eonic futurist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely a dude. Women are too sensible to do this sort of shit. So he has taken on 
some of nature's more irritating aspects without taking on the good aspects of nature, like the the profound thought and being able to predict the ills of liberalism in 2023 from like the, the mid 19th century. So that's annoying. Also, you can you can definitely <laughs> see Spengler because he keeps talking about like being and becoming. You can see Evola, Evola in yeah. here, yeah. Because he, he, he screams, there's a quote, there's a quote the where tiger. he just says in all caps, "Ride the tiger." <laughs> this this time, the cosmos, year zero, ride the tiger. <laughs> when I read that too, I thought, "No fucking way, you've read Ride the Tiger." Bullshit. <laughs> you've just seen the title of it and thought, "Oh, that sounds cool," or or listened. Oh no, this was written before our our Ride the Tiger podcast episode, so I can't. <laughs> I can't claim credit for. <laughs> Turns <laughs> out. Manifesto. <laughs> The Ionic Futurists the are like I really fucking love the book Club from Hell. They're actually on the Discord, <laughs> and they get disheartened by us talking shit about them. To see a mass ex- exodus from the Discord of Ionic Futurists, <laughs> yeah, everyone will leave. They're all Ionic Futurists. <laughs> yeah, interestingly, they do note the um, the existence of schisms within the White Pride Worldwide movement. They. They disagree with the like, white pride worldwide. our other comrades of Arian. Arian. I don't know how to pronounce that word. Um, I'm I'm sorry to all the Germans. I just I find German very hard to pronounce. In the okay, so they dis, they disagree with other members of this Aryan yeah, world Jack, feeling. Pick up your German. In that Ionic futurists don't want to restore the West. And they don't want to isolate themselves from the modern world. They just they want to accelerate. They want to keep pushing it. Oh, and to, when we were talking about people, they quote they fucking quote the Planet of the Apes. They I quote from this day forward, Aryan folk will plan for the inevitable day of Jewish downfall, the day when their ragged kingdom lies buried beneath radioactive rubble, and that day is upon you. That's that. That is bits of quotes from this speech in, in Planet of the Apes. I think it's like when Julius is saying when the apes are going to overthrow humanity. Look at it. It's like, you know, from this day forward, my, my people will crouch and conspire and plot and plan for the inevitable day of man's downfall or something like that. This, this is just a fucking quote from Planet of the Apes. See, I believe that they could have watched the Planet of the Apes. I think they probably have the attention span to watch a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they couldn't even do that. They just like watch it on YouTube. They just watch the highlight reel from YouTube. Inspirational yeah. quotes for inspirational for movie aspirational quotes. White, and white nationalists. How can I bend them to be like anti-Zionist? <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly, the Planet of the Apes is just a, a metaphor for the rise of the Aryan race. Exactly, the Aryan race are a bunch of chimpanzees. <laughs> and, and, and I'd be a bit. If that is if that is the metaphor they're going for, so that the the evil Jews are humans and the Aryans are monkeys, <laughs> like is that, is that the message I should be drawing? There's a this? kind of Freudian inversion there going on. Yeah, yeah, it's ironic. Whoa, it's you just ironic. don't you just don't get it, bro. There's layers to it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the, did you notice their footnoting system? Their fucking stupid footnote system? Where they'll keep footnoting. <laughs> Jack's just tearing they'll every f- tiny little piece of this fucking book. Even their footnotes. They didn't do it in Harvard style, man. They just ad hoced it, man. I don't, I don't care if they're following some particular style. It's just a waste of time because all of their footnotes say, like, refer to the appendix. 
and say, well, why are you putting a footnote here? <laughs> this thing doesn't even know how an appendix works. Like yeah, yeah. Pages. <laughs> they could have just referenced the appendix directly. <laughs> they give you this is like an extra step. Oh, I'll read the footnote. Oh, it's just saying go to the appendix. <laughs> it's, the the user experience of the Eonic Futurism Manifesto is lacking. <laughs> could could be tightened up a lot. Just feeling a bit too much friction when I was looking for more detail. The more more intellectual meat to back up the claims made in this manifesto <laughs> wasn't as seamless as it could be. If this were an app, I, I would have uninstalled it. <laughs> yeah, what about revaluation of all things? The chapter they list the things that they don't like here. They were doing a chief Keef don't like. Um, <laughs> they don't like fake morality, the cries of the weak, God. Peace, modern knowledge from intellectuals, books, or they, they acknowledge that there are some users of books. They'll use these to strengthen Aryans, but most of most most aspects of books they don't like. Tradition, they call it the cult of the past. And this is probably the point that is best fleshed out in this manifesto. They don't like books. Yeah, they acknowledge that there are lessons to be learned from the past, but don't want to venerate it unnecessarily. So you can tell this is an, this is an edgelord manifesto. <laughs> an edgelord manifesto. Uh, instead of returning to the yeah. past, the Ionic futurists want to make something wholly new, energetic, and youthful. And that that is straight from like the the OG futurists. Fine, uh, I think. Like that's that's an interesting thing that would be interesting to talk about. Okay. What can we learn from the past? At what point do you start falling into venerating the past because it's old versus learning something from it? That'd be interesting. But instead, no, these people just veer off into bullshit like faux Nietzschean aphorisms. I quote, how do we rise anew if we don't if we don't burn to ashes? How do we become stars if we don't burn like they do? And you think, okay, fine, but this is not telling me anything. Okay. Clearly, uh, thinks of himself as like a poet or something. Yeah, yeah. fuck, I hate this book. This quote unquote, <laughs> it's just trash, <laughs> just complete trash. Yeah, but it was really, it was really short. It was incredibly and short. To, and we also, we have haven't covered to record this week. <laughs> and we haven't, to be fair, we haven't covered white nationalism in in a while or whatever this is. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was just like um, give a tip. Just to keep our foot in that door every now and then. Felt like coming home. <laughs> the return journey. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, when I started reading, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember why I don't like the white, reading white nationalism. This is just so dumb. Jack's like, <laughs> uh, it's not because I disagree with them, like, as such. <laughs> it's, just more, it's, it's more a matter of taste. <laughs> well, it's like we were saying earlier how we're both so burned out with reading this sort of stuff that it's like we just don't feel that shock anymore. So it really is the worst thing you could do is bore Wouldn't me. it be cool to read something like genuinely shocking? Yeah, yeah, something that gets me. I was going to say something that gets me upset. That we've read things that have gotten me upset, like the the feminist glaciology really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, that one, but, yeah, I think that one was the episode that we got the most pissed off at. <laughs> but there's a, there's a difference between me getting pissed off and me being like, genuinely shocked, and I would like to try to find something that will really genuinely shock shocking, me, that really rattle me. 
something that will really psychologically scar you. Yeah. Or the hundred twenty days of Sodom is just like it, that was sadism. gross. It was gross. Yeah. Maybe we're just desensitized in this generation. We just don't. Yeah. We're too. We're too exposed. Yeah. That that might be it. I think also with the hundred twenty days of Sodom because it doesn't change. It's just a caval- never-ending cavalcade of, <laughs> of disgusting acts. You get really, you get really desensitized <laughs> to the point where like violent child sexual abuse is really dull. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing. Like, like an author can really overdo it. You know, you like you got to you got to yeah. use those sorts of things sparingly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just make three hundred pages of it. You just get bored. Exactly. Yeah. Like. Sh- Shitting in a nine-year-old's mouth and then sodomizing them is is something that should be used sparingly, sparingly for maximum artistic. <laughs> <laughs> that's my advice to the monkey. <laughs> you know, that's that's one of my criticisms of like uh, the the Saw movies. It's like after Saw three, yeah, it's yeah. like, what the fuck is the point of this? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the they're, human they're centipede just going two, hundred like k's an hour the whole time. Human centipede no two is like, room. what what was the point of making? A, a, a fucking sequel. To I that. find with the Saw movies, there was like, okay, the f- the first one. Granted, I watched the first one when I was probably like nine, sixteen, or and I just thought <laughs> and anything with gore and it was just immediately the coolest thing ever. But I do remember enjoying it. Then there was a real dip where they were they were still they were getting more and more violent and more and more incoherent. But like it, it, they did, they hadn't pushed it far enough, so it was just kind of dull. And then <laughs> they hadn't gone which far enough was, just shredding human I bodies. Saw, <laughs> I, I saw one of the the latest Saw movies fairly recently, and I I really wait. They're because, still they're still making them. Oh, what the bloody hell? <laughs> and yeah, but I watched. I forget which one it was. Like fucking Saw Seven or some shit like that. There are so many, and I really enjoyed it because the plot is just so stupid. Like it's so absurd. Like. Mr. Saw, I forget what his name is, the bald guy who has who's had cancer for <laughs> Mis- like Mr. Saw <laughs> two two hundred years. Mr. Saw just one time. John John Saw, it's probably his name. Mr. John Saw. Saw. He's a skinhead. He's a skin. Yeah, he's a, he's a proud Aryan. <laughs> I've probably read the Eonic Futurist Manifesto. No, but John Saw is just gifted with seeming omniscience. He can just foresee everything. Like just. Just the most minor eventuality he's able to foresee, and I really enjoyed how absolutely ridiculous he has it gets. perfect premonition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I found that really fun. The the plot is just complete garbage. It it makes absolutely no sense if you try to analyze it from from a position being at all rooted in the world. Okay, Jack. But <clears throat> um, yeah. Okay, guess how many sorts there are. Ten. There's ten. We're now up to Saw X. Oh, got it. And you know when got it. the next, like, Saw X is coming out this year. Oh, is a new one coming out? It's coming out? out this year. October this year. <laughs> Should we watch Man. it for the show? Should we do a review How of it for John the show? Is John Saw still alive? Is Mr. Saw still alive? The good and honourable Saw, Mr. Saw. Okay, back on topic. Let's get back so on topic. So the only thing is, though, I just one last thing about Saw, is, like, the first film... I think, is it a masterpiece? I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's a masterpiece, but it was a very interesting film, like because it was like psychological thriller. It was very, I thought it was a very interesting film. But when you actually look at the franchise, right, it was made by James Wan, directed by James Wan. 
Um, and then, like, they just changed direct. Like, he never came back to direct it again. And he only did the first, he only wrote, like, two of the first three. So what happened to James Wan? Why did they get rid of him? It's like when they fucked up the Star Wars franchise with episodes seven, eight, nine. Mm, I haven't, I haven't seen those. Yeah, Are they any good? Yeah. yeah. I know a bunch of people <laughs> on the internet got very, very upset about the new Star. Wars I guess they're movies. fun. I watched one of them on acid. That was really fun. <laughs> 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 so, if you've got access to psychedelics, <laughs> now, you see, acid, acid's not good for watching movies. Edibles, though that's how every yeah, movie should be watched. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a microdosed. firm believer that microdosing. No, there's no movie that's not improved by edibles. I, I can't follow the plot when I have edibles and watch a movie. I microdosed but in I'm a very swept up in the emotion. Or not criminal to have access to. Yeah, well, I, I haven't acid. specified what I'm eating in an edible. Yeah, and. By yeah. acid, I mean just like citric acid, <laughs> sulfuric acid. <laughs> sulfuric, I poured <laughs> sulfuric acid down my throat before insides. I went in to watch Star Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, exactly. You started vomiting blood in the theater, <laughs> <laughs> hallucinating because I was just yeah, having the a paramedics about, uh, trying to take a history from you, and you're like, "Oh no, I drank sulfuric acid. That's the problem." <laughs> <laughs> Why did you right drink there. sulfuric acid? <laughs> My friend said, I to watch take Star acid Wars. before you get to watch Star Wars. <laughs> said it would make the film I drank better. it because I wanted to watch Star Wars. <laughs> you know what would really make Star Wars better? <laughs> I'm throwing up <laughs> drinking sulfuric acid. <laughs> Corroding my gastrointestinal tract. <laughs> All right. Hail the future. Hail. The past is a bedtime story. If, if Aryans are to survive the next eon, they need to leave the past behind. And for that, for that, we need a great reset in a year zero. And oh, did you notice? So they kept talking about the eschaton, but spelling it E-Z-K-A-T-O-N. Because they're edgy. I bet these people listen to black metal and think it's really cool to spell the word of with a V. <laughs> the person who did this, it could be like, I, I bet it's just like a German or a Polish guy in his bedroom. Polish? Do you reckon? I reckon, yeah, Polish or German. But, the, you know, there's also this, like, edgelord thing going on in um Sweden, you know, this, like, little mm. neo-Nazi edgelord thing in Sweden. That's a thing. Could be. I just, it, Northern Europe, I'd say. Yeah. That's my guess. Could be the UK. Could be the UK, but Could, they, no, they had some... I reckon it's some, a non-native English yeah, speaker, there though, because they made hints. a few... The English is good, but they make a handful of mistakes that a native speaker wouldn't make. Yeah, that just make it sound like somebody who's um, writing it in their second language. I think... I, I would put my money on Sweden. I reckon they're Swedish. I reckon it's PewDiePie. Mm. Yeah, we all, as we all know, PewDiePie is probably the biggest <laughs> biggest white nationalist recruiter <laughs> To be fair, if he turned white nationalist, you'd have like an army of little fucking white nationalists in a, in a heartbeat. <laughs> You've got like a hundred million subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> no, there's there a Swedish? bunch of people who do who do sincerely claim that PewDiePie is a white nationalist no, and he's, he's making people nationalist. into white nationalists. No, he's a Nazi, but he's Which a white nationalist. It's just it's a it's a bit hard to claim that <laughs> PewDiePie, PewDiePie is a, a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, think he'd here's last a good very quote. Long. Here's a good quote. And in truth, that has already happened. For in 1889, a man, nay, a god, was born in Austria. PewDiePie. He would bring these self-evident truths that were deliberately hidden in plain sight to light once again. And as his earthly duty was complete and he passed to the great beyond, 
He told us to fight for the man that is coming to avenge his death, and so shall we do. Nay, he told us to be the heroes of the story, to be the last battalion. This is where the esoteric Hitler Hitlerism comes in. Hitler was a god, and <laughs> he's going to come back. Hitler's going to make a comeback. He was god. Hitler will be cool again. I just don't know why you worship somebody who lost a war. If you're going to turn somebody into, <laughs> if you're going to turn somebody into a god, like make make Churchill a god, you know, at least then he could be like, you know, uh, like a really fun, interesting drunk god. <laughs> Only like winners. <laughs> Only like winners. I'm all about winners. No, seriously, I don't like the fucking, you know, like no, but I, I, Nazi Germany was one of the most militaristic societies on earth. They fought. They fought one war and lost. Yeah, and they had they they were talking a big game as well. They were like, "We're going to rule for a thousand fucking years and shit." And it's like they got their fucking teeth kicked in in like twenty years, you know? Because didn't they? The Nazi start, party started in like the late twenties, right? So like, they, they yeah, they barely lasted like thirty years. They're a bunch of fucking pussies, man. One war, one <laughs> war. They got taken out in one war. You know, like like seriously, like look at all the European empires over the like mm, history, mm. and there are a bunch of them that like survived many many wars. And the Nazis yeah, the didn't even withstand one war. Yeah. And it was, and it was like, they didn't even, they barely got off the fucking continent. Like, seriously. Yeah, they really <laughs> were not Mr. Worldwide, were they? No. No, they weren't Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> so I, I, take, <laughs> I take serious, like, my main, one of my main issues with this whole ideology is that, like, if you're going to deify somebody, deify a winner. Don't be a little, don't be a little fucking bitch. We don't like losers here at the book club from hell. <laughs> if you're not winning, get the fuck out of our faces. This is the problem with the neo-Nazis. It's like you, you lost the war, you fucks. <laughs> yeah, but don't you see it was unfair because something, oh, it was something, unfair. something the Jewish, oh, it was unfair the, because the, 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 the Zionist Zionists. Jews took us out more. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep crying. What about this? The, the chapter We the Vagabonds, they, they list things. So before they listed what they didn't like, now they list the things that they like. So brave death, violence, love of danger, recklessness, speed, war bands, By speed, the habit of energy. Crystal meth. Yeah, I'm sure he means crystal meth. <laughs> the habit of energy could also mean crystal meth. That, mean, that's, that means having a meth habit. The habit of energy. The habit of energy. <laughs> so... <laughs> Waking up and just injecting meth into your neck within 30 seconds. Of <laughs> you, your eyes. You've destroyed all of your fucking like surface veins and like the rest of your body. So you start injecting yeah, exactly. into your dick. Yeah, injecting into their dick or into their feet. <laughs> or, or their eyes. <laughs> poetic poetic mind. So that could also mean meth. Self overcoming. <laughs> That's what meth. I think of when I, Affirmation when I think of, of life. meth. I think meth. of poetic mind. <laughs> Yeah, Audacity. This, this is just meth. 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 Racism. Mm, yeah, not, not, that, that, that's not innate to meth, but if you're racist and you take meth... It'll definitely, turn, it'll definitely amplify the racism. It, it, it turns, turns the volume up on racism. Piracy? Piracy. That's pretty methy. Probably. I think pirates you know, would like enhanced, meth. At the very least, you would say it's meth enhanced. <laughs> meth meth enhanced. would make piracy better. Versatility. Versatility. Not meth. Not meth, really. That's not You meth. haven't hung out enough. I have not, seen no, meth get, addicts get, do all sorts of versatile things in order to get meth. No, I, sorry. <laughs> I've never taken meth, but I've, I've taken lesser amphetamines, and you just get tunnel vision. You're not, you're not, 
versatile at all. You just get really into like washing the dishes or something. Your house is really clean. Look, to be fair, when I was at university and taking study drugs, uh, my room was immaculate all the time. (laughs) Okay, so grades not so good. My 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 um my theory about these people really just embracing meth. The versatility point is is a point of contention, but everything else fits with meth. Psychedelics, yeah. Psychedelics are definitely enhanced mm. by meth. In a way that I'd argue is not very good, like, to me, amphetamines and psychedelics I've never is taken a bad the mix. That's not a good time. Don't do it. Okay, okay. In my opinion. Maybe others would disagree toxic with me. Ma- toxic masculinity. Definitely lethally. meth. Definitely meth. I think, <laughs> I think toxic masculinity and meth go together really well. Go hand in hand, right? yeah. Like... <clears throat> They complement each other's strengths. <laughs> Nefarious acts. Yep. Meth. Rantipolian impoliteness. Yeah, I'd say that's pretty methy. Meth- <laughs> that's pretty methy. <laughs> Genocide of contemporary civilized values. Meth enhanced. Mm, yeah, meth. Yeah. I'd, like someone, sh- someone shitting their pants while only wearing a bathrobe in the Royal Melbourne Emergency Department at 2 a.m. on a... On a Thursday is pretty. That is the genocide of contemporary it's, values. It's pretty Rantipolian. It's, it's pretty Rantipolian. <laughs> That's what I think of. When no, I one, see, like, no one did a Rantipolian. A meth addict convulsing on the floor. I think Rantipolian. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's described in the admission note like- <laughs> in the ED. <laughs> Diagnosis: suspected Rantipolianism. <laughs> Rantipolian positive on examination because they kept trying to bite me. <laughs> when when you go to when you go to music festivals, they've got these uh they've got these tents. Well, I don't know. Well, like Australian music festivals, they have these tents where basically like gacked nineteen year old dudes who have taken yeah, too much acid and like go and freak out. Uh, they're actually really nice, lovely spaces. The but I think they tent. should name them the Rantipolian tents now. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the eonic futurists do their best recruiting. <laughs> you turn up your own acid in the middle of a Psy Trans Festival and there's a bunch of skinheads in, in, the, in the chill-out tent. <laughs> no, no, no. So they, they've infiltrated St. John's Ambulance, the people, the people doing the volunteering. <laughs> so while, while, while they're coming All of the St. John Ambulance start, guys They'll start skinheads. whispering to you. It's like... Hey, do you want to embrace speed, violence, and fanaticism? <laughs> while you're like, while you're having a seizure. Do you really like piracy? Oh, sorry, I just knocked my. Sorry, I fucked up. The you interested there. in the habit of energy and poetic <laughs> the, the habit of energy? <laughs> yeah, that's why I took speed. It's, that's why I'm at Esoteric 2024, bro. <laughs> 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 why? Well, I've been smoking meth for the past four days. I've already glassed six complete strangers here. Just been dancing, chewing my face off for the past 36 hours without Ground stopping. Ground their teeth to dust. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Gurning like a madman. Yeah, mate, I love brave death. I love brave death. I love brave death. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I think eonic futurism is just a synonym for methamphetamines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Psytrance okay. is really, we've, really we've solved good. we've solved this manifesto. Co- look, this is a great time. You want to know a great time? Amphetamines, coding, and psytrance. You're gonna have a fucking great time. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Don't know if it's particularly poetic, though. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, I'm, would the would the ionic futurists like that behaviour? They would definitely like the amphetamines. <laughs> they would like the amphetamines. Is coding too civilised? Coding is too ordered. But it is pretty it futuristic, though. Don't cyberpunk It's very futuristic. Depends what you're coding. Ah, uh, yeah, true. So if you're if you're yeah. coding rantapolian, if you're coding rantapolian really cool code, bot, if you're cool, if you're coding up a cool bot, which is rantapolian, which an just, accelerationist bot, which just which which scrapes social media, downloads all images from it, and then places places the Ionic Futurist logo <laughs> on shitty MS Paint, just them. slaps it onto every single meme, yeah, yeah. reposts slaps it. it on there. <laughs> That's pretty rantapolian, and I think they might approve of that. <laughs> pretty rantapolian. Where did this little fucking <laughs> Swedish sixteen year old find the word rantapolian? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so what else? What else have we got? Yeah, they offer a portrait of the wandering Aryan who constantly seeks to take from the system <laughs> and really strike at its weakest vibes. points. <laughs> this is yeah. The more I think about it, the more meth this is. Just some homeless dude wandering around who it's calls himself issues. the wandering Aryan, just like <laughs> stealing people's catalytic converters to buy meth with. Convinces himself that he's not doing it because he's a drug addict, but because he's striking back at the system. He's actually a rev- he's a Rantipolian revolutionary. <laughs> Gets arrested by the cops. What are you doing? I'm being Rantipolian. I'm tearing down the Rantipolian revolution. Rantipolian wandering Aryan. <laughs> they ask for his name. He just says he's the wandering Aryan. They're like, "All right, mate. <laughs> just some fucking. We're gonna we're gonna bring you in. You can sober up." <laughs> Guy wandering around like the villages in like rural Poland, <laughs> just causing issues. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a known quantity to the Polish police. He's like, all right, Yotr's oh, back out. Uh, Run to Poland's back. <laughs> he's, he's out of prison. Europe's <laughs> back. <Sorry. laughs> there. It's really yeah. yeah. This is strong meth vibes. Now I think we've just diagnosed what's going this on. This is here. very strong meth vibes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? How about this for meth fight? Like, I'll quote, I'll give a quote, and you can tell me on a scale of one to ten how meth this is. The chieftain dedicated <laughs> so to the pursuit meth. of the overman so- at all times. This man has built his homestead and gathered his tribe, not in a resurrection of the past, but in the spawning of a new future. He raises his children by training them in a war to smash the false idols to cultivate the maximum amount of strength and shedding whatever weakness millennia of domestication may still inflict upon his lineage. There are to be a great punishment upon this world, the great destroyers of the false idols. He is a religious man, but refuses Zionist Magian cults. He is the manifestation of destiny. He is overman in becoming. Yeah, this just, I mean, I've just completely ruined this text for myself. Like, this just sounds like some yeah. cooked kids on, like, the taking Overman is becoming is probably how you view yourself if you've been on meth for long enough and not slept. <clears throat> There's this drug dealer. It's like if, that, um, every time you see some homeless guy wandering around yelling at passing cars who's just pissed himself. That's a Rantipolian wandering. Imagine his, <laughs> in his subjectivity, area. he is the overman in becoming. <laughs> He's the rejected Zionist Magian cult. <laughs> He's 
He's training himself to cultivate the maximum amount of strength and he's shedding the weakness of millennia of domestication. <laughs> by shitting his pants in the by middle go- of the street. By going on six-day meth benders. <laughs> I'm training my mind. I'm deprogramming I'm deep- from Zionism. I'm defragging my mind, man, with, with, with this eight ball. <laughs> exactly. The, the eight ball is the instrument with which de- the dead civilization of the past is left behind. Do you remember what that guy's name, the, the, uh, the, that drug dealer? What was his name? The drug dealer's name. Which one? You know, Kiltro? Kiltro, yeah. Fucking Kiltro. <laughs> Kil- Kiltro wrote the idiotic futurist <laughs> Kiltro. <laughs> we've, been see- we've been explicitly told by a few listeners not to not to make in-jokes about our So we can explain this. only people Kil- will Kiltro was this you, me, and completely Ed. fucking cooked drug dealer in Melbourne who was just like completely riddled with amphetamines. Cooked. Beyond cooked. He's the sort of guy who would write the Aeonic Manifesto. Right, he, got his, he got his driver's license taken away because he was driving on speed. And so he would home deliver in an Uber. <laughs> not not to me. He would he would home no, to deliver to our to, friends. To other people. Our, to, yeah, to our to friends. parties that are not us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never felt so depressed as like a couple of times oh, when yeah. I've been to like a drug dealer's house. Not to buy drugs myself, but just to, so I yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I've looked at pictures that other people have taken of the inside of drug dealers' house. <laughs> Do you remember that time people who weren't us were picking up <laughs> talcum powder from from a, a a friend's place and he pulled out a knife and started talking about his bitch girlfriend <laughs> and screaming about it, then poured out, poured out like a line a of talcum powder. mound of ketamine on his desk. <laughs> And just jammed his face, whilst, and whilst then started started showing us his drum and bass that he produced while playing with a knife the entire time. Literally slammed his face down. <laughs> yeah. I, um... The person there who was not me was feeling very uncomfortable. Yeah, the other person, very vulnerable, who, who was there who definitely wasn't Levi. And definitely wasn't in Northcote. (laughs) 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 Was really skittish at that point. Like, can we just get our drugs and go? (laughs) All right. So, yeah, he also talks about the need for the wandering Aryan, the wandering meth man, to agitate during the day, lead strikes and sit-ins and things like that to ruin the system, and at night commit terrorist acts. What about this part from um, We the Overmen, the, the section? I quote, God is dead, so we must become gods ourselves. Long live God. Nationalism is dead, so we must give birth to a new one. Long live nationalism. Tradition is dead, so we must build a new one. Long live tradition. And this is where they've got a picture of a blonde woman, a nice, nice Aryan-looking woman wearing a white robe with the Aeonic Futurist logo. <laughs> Like MS Slapped painted on onto the back of it. <laughs> yeah. Low effort. It is incredible. It's um Meth do you job. think any woman would be at remotely interested in you if you mentioned that you're an eonic futurist? I think that might be one of the few ways that's even worse for getting girls than being the co-host of the book club from hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like because the, these sorts of people who are all about oh we've got to protect the white race, and they, they'll just plaster pictures of like 
hot blonde babes all over their promotional materials. But seriously, has there any woman in the history of humanity been into this sort of thing? It it just seems like such a sausage party. Yeah, when I've seen pictures of these types, there's a very strong look. Occasionally, you'll see one woman, two women, mm. but it's like it's got to be at least like a ten to one ratio. Yeah, yeah, at least. So they're doing. I mean, I don't know what sort of crazy sexual shit they're into, but whatever it is, I was it's about a strong to say, sausage vibe. When can when can we expect them to start forming polycules? <laughs> With polyamory will start getting polyamory really seeps in the community because there aren't enough women. <laughs> when they start getting lonely and want to settle down, it'll be like <laughs> ten skinheads to one skin bird. Yuck! <laughs> <laughs> ten, ten meth addicts. <laughs> ten. Uh, what do they call themselves? Um, the Uber. The Uber mensch. Ten Uber mansion to one Uber Uber. I don't even Frau know. line Uber Frau Uber Frau. <laughs> what? I don't Uber know. Frau. Uber, Germans Germans <laughs> Germans on gang banged by a bunch of female equivalents. <laughs> <laughs> We're polycule bro. <laughs> uh, uh, yuck. <laughs> I've just, nev- I've just never met a skinhead who smelled Rantapolian delight. <laughs> Rantapolian polycule. <laughs> smells like unwashed skin doused in Lynx Africa. <laughs> Turns out the skinheads are really into Lynx Africa. Well, we know it's a bit of a contradiction Yeah, in terms, yeah that one specifically. Technically, it is owned by a Western company. <laughs> yeah. So so there is a prediction made in the this manifesto that modern man is to be preyed upon by the new elite of noble and strong warriors of our race. And he advocates for forming war bands of strong Aryans. I quote: "Polycules, read the polycules. individuals who are, who are genuine go along with us, and the individuals who are hobbyists and opportunists cover up, uninvolved, and avoid our direction. No fear, no distractions. Focus on what matters now." As an aside, this sounds so meth. This is very and focus on total right now, Aryan man. victory <laughs> or total Aryan defeat. Let us be as scary as they say we are. It's just so it's meth. It's really meth. This is pure. This is the meth manifesto. <laughs> this, is, this is the little skinhead meth manifesto. Here we go. So, so that he outlines the true Aryan way of life, and this does sound pretty meth. To him, we give the true Aryan way of life: warrior, aristocratic, rude, explorationist, ever changing, challenging, devoid of reg- re- regret intense, creative and risky lifestyle where he may write the history of the new golden age. May such men build whatever future they feel like. And this is interesting, it's actually. extremely methy vibes. I just think they never really specify what or, or the future on. will look like. They only specify who will make it. I Don't presume worry, boy, that their assumption is that <laughs> if the right type of Aryan man who j- just eats like 20 riddle in a day just eats it instead of cereal, will create a sort of world that they like. <laughs> they release like but Cocoa that is, Pops. That is an assumption Cocoa Pops built, in, built into this in the Rantapolian Aryan future. It's just Cocoa Pops, <laughs> but it's just made out of Ritalin. Yeah, exactly. It just pours, pours nice white milk over their Ritalin, their favourite colour. <laughs> eats it with a spoon. It's like crunching the Ritalin between their teeth. <laughs> Start vibrating at a high frequency. <laughs> 
I couldn't imagine. There's very few things that sound more disgusting to eat than Ritalin soaked in milk. A bowl of Ritalin and milk. (laughs) Probably start throwing up straight away. No one said being the the Uvmensch was easy. No, didn't the Nazis like used to just like like uh, take heaps of um, cocaine and and stuff for this, like give their soldiers like cocaine and amphetamines? Yeah, I think they were really into amphetamines. Yeah, they really liked it. Which it like explains. I don't think I don't well, look the, the 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 affinity between white nationalists and amphetamines has historical. Precedent. I'm pretty sure Hitler was like like uh, fucking. No, I think he was just gacked out of his like mind. all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this look at his speeches. This- he he has a very strong meth vibes in his speeches. Okay, so here is here is a hypothesis I put to you for Kiltro for criticism is such that we may arrive at the truth. So the world of being naturally favors favors the Aryan race. We know this from <laughs> from ever. <laughs> so amphetamines are the gateway to the world of being. You, you take enough amphetamines, you reach the world of being. Having reached the world of being, naturally, you just become a white nationalist. I think, I think that's what's going on here. I think that's the causal mechanism. <laughs> if you take enough amphetamines, do you think a non-white person can ontologically transform into a white nationalist? Very interesting question. <laughs> just, just <laughs> very, it's a very important question you pose. <laughs> <laughs> get to the bottom of this important philosophical quandary. <laughs> if 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 a person of color, if a person of color smashes enough amphetamines, can they become ontologically transformed and become a white Aryan nationalist Rantapolian hero? Would you need Would you need an initiation ritual? It's just like okay, so would you, side go, would you need to like? Would you need to be like shotgunned? By a skinhead. Like, the skinhead needs to smoke meth, like, inhales it, and then blows it non-homoerotically into your mouth in the initiation Non-homoerotically. <laughs> no, Before no. they have an orgy in their little polycule. <laughs> their skinhead polycule. In their polycule, yeah, but their dicks won't touch, so it's okay. We don't actually have any women, so we just take turns putting on a wig. <laughs> Being the skin bird and getting fucked by everybody else. It's not, it's not gay if he looks feminine. <laughs> Gender's a social construct, anyways, bro. It's it's twenty twenty three. They get really, really, they get really into gender theory. The wise they're really starved of human contact. They're just lonely, lonely young skinhead men on too much amphetamine. Get really into into gender theory. <laughs> All right, how about this? The chapter our enemies. I quote. We fight against Zionist Magian technocratic world government, Marxism, capitalism, and other materialist abstractions, liberalism and other pacifist dreams, reactionary right, new right, alt-right, and Duganists, worship of the past, xenophilia, contemporary intellectualism, un-Aryan religiosity, abstract nationalism, passive nihilism and other life-denying ideologies, weakness, sterility, Impotence and anti-youthful energy, slave morality, degeneracy, law and order, system pigs, police, feds, antifa, de-radicalizers, etc. There we go. So they just like a lot of things, which is unusual for white nationalists. Normally, Normally they're, they're a pretty broad-minded sort of people. 
Yeah. yeah. Very high in openness trait, but not not the eonic futurists. <laughs> they're they're more negative. So, what, like, did any of those things surprise you? That all seemed pretty par for the course when it comes to. to I really like that part where they said they take meth all the time. Well, I think that's implied in this entire manifesto. That's that's there in the background. No, so far nothing has surprised me about this piece of shit. <laughs> no, no, this is pretty. This was pretty expected. All of it. I was waiting for them to throw in some curveball. But no, nothing. You were really. hoping for this, like this really an M. Night like... Shyamalan twist at the end. Oh, it turns out we're really like for <laughs> peace and world unity and how fucking good are black people? <laughs> just throws you off. Whoa, didn't see that coming. Whoa. <laughs> I don't even have to say that. But I just needed to give like a, a shout out to 3 6 Mark. Really. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just, I just like Little Nas X, you know? Yeah, but no, nothing, nothing really surprised me in this. Old Town Road, that. I didn't realize how methy it was until you pointed that out, though. That's um, the meth energy of this is potent. Yeah, I think very okay. Powerful. So updated hypothesis about the identity and uh, so forth of the author of this. Okay, it's definitely like a fifteen-year-old dude living in northern northern Europe. or central Europe, somewhere around there, and yeah. uh, and who loves me who loves okay so who got diagnosed with adhd and really likes their riddle but has just started like eating a packet of medication diagnosed so like it actually just amps him up (laughs) misdiagnosed too much time concentrated school is because he just plays wow for like 16 hours a day yep and spend way too much time on like lit and like uh, no not on on, like just on like pole just on pole yeah and um yeah and yeah, anything else? Yeah, and so I just started blasting Dex Dexamphetamine, his medication. Except instead of making it con- him concentrate at school, <laughs> he just started writing eonic futurist <laughs> manifestos and and playing WoW even more intensely. To like um, maybe like when he was twelve or something, showed like a kind of an inclination towards art and some sensitivity, and like mm. had mm-hmm. maybe like a, a like an abstract expressionist and futurist phase and got really into like European art history. And then like when he was misdiagnosed with ADHD, that just like got suppressed because it's like too amped up all the time. And so he kind of has this like artistic inclination, but it can't really get through. So instead he just uses MS paint. And so he, he designed designs. He has like logos and a futurism with like Hitler because he really over identifies with like the broken artist story of, of Adolf. Well there's that and also just he bec- he's becoming part of the amphetamine hive mind. The, if you take too much amphetamine, you start communing with all heavy amphetamine <laughs> users throughout human history. There's like this there's this other <laughs> ethereal realm where you could just talking to the ghost of Hitler when he's just out of his mind <laughs> on speed. <laughs> and Kiltro. <laughs> talking to Kiltro all the Kiltro. other it's a, I think all of the amphetamine dealers around the world just converge onto the same personality. That's why they're so hard to arrest because they don't communicate with things like <laughs> And they friends. actually just they just communicate <laughs> uh, psychically. Some psychically. And they actually they they stop like reproducing like normal humans and they just like undergo meiotic division. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> binary division like bacteria. So yes, everybody knows who Kiltro is. All right, what about this quote about their art? We find our ideal in the struggle, in the suffering, in the holy war. 
Our ideal is that of machine guns, IEDs and pipe bombs. This is the art of the warrior, a form which inspires us, and more importantly, brings fear and terror to our enemies. Reading this, I just thought there's a real possibility that this is what Mike Ma is thinking whenever he writes something, which is... Which is Mike Ma weird. has pretty strong, like, um, like Dexy vibes as well, doesn't he? Now that I think about it. He has very powerful Dexy vibes. And do you reckon that a lot of the reasons for- He strikes me as a bit too straight-laced to be, like, injecting shit into his- No, no, he's definitely, but... like, a prescription de- a prescription amphetamine. Yeah, like. yeah. But do you reckon the he's, reason- He's, he's not, willing, not willing to break- There might be, like, an actual- Like, not even taking the piss now, but, like, there actually might be a link between, like, the rise of this weird- part of the internet and like the over diagnosis of ADD and over prescription of like amphetamines. Yeah, I don't think that's an unfair hypothesis. So because I, you read some I of never the shit got into you just think I never got into amphetamines because I just never found much of a benefit from study drugs. Like I'm not I'm not ethical enough to say I wouldn't take study drugs. Like I tried them. I just didn't feel I found them much of a benefit and they they fucked up my sleep and made me feel really anxious. Yeah. So I never got into that. But people around, because like in med school, I reckon at least half, if not more, of the people there were taking either some sort of amphetamine or modafinil. Modafinil is more probably more common amongst med students, don't you reckon? Yeah, yeah, well, because it lasts awesome. longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get that crazy crash. Optimizing for health. Yeah, you know, doctors, pinnacles of health. <laughs> and from 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 knowing people before and after, really, really getting into particularly. Dexies, I don't. Modafinil doesn't fuck your personality as much. It's especially dex, dextroamphetamine and things like that. That you get this emotional bluntening, this this narrow mindedness, this sort of corridor vision, and you you just become a little bit less human. <laughs> and I've noticed that in most people I've know I know well who really get into Dexies, and so your idea that. Some of this, like, terminally online nihilistic Ionic, like, I know the Ionic Futurist Manifesto says explicitly they're not nihilistic, but broadly speaking, these people who get really, who just get too obsessed with black suns have, have that nihilistic vibe. Yeah, I'm not taking the piss. Like, I actually think that it might be. I, I think um, there is, there is, there is real, there's contrib- a real affinity between the type of person you become when you take amphet too much because you know like amphetamine prescriptions have been going through the roof like the last 10 15 years in like countries like australia in the u.s amongst and it's mostly for uh for teenage boys like it's been it's like teenage and early 20s uh dudes or young young men and and boys are getting like it's crazy like i saw this thing from wa yeah it's western australia it was like gone up like it's 10x or something from 10 years ago it's crazy it's like, did something fundamentally change about human neurophysiology in the last 20 years? That means that we have to give teenagers all these fucking, like, amphetamines? Or is it that, like... No, I think a, lo- a lot of it is cultural. I think, or is it that school fucking sucks so I, I, and nobody I think, wants look, to sit down for six hours and stare at a blackboard? Well, the thing is, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty unnatural thing to make a child sit down for extended periods and just talk at them. And it does seem boys have a particularly hard time and tell them to shut doing up doing that and then sit with a bunch of other people they don't like and then wear clothes they don't want to wear it seems also that to an increasing extent as a society we are uncomfortable with with any sort of bad behavior and any- so we <laughs> medicalize it instead of acknowledging that it's bad behavior we say it's a medical condition which is 
which just seems to be something that our increasingly technological society finds more acceptable than just oh well this person so medicalization of for a long the medicalization yeah. and pathologization of just like deviation from the norm yeah it's like yeah your 13 year old boy it's no longer a deviation it is it is now a medical problem and we need to medicate it away and so they take they take what i regard as actually pretty normal things like teenage boys having lots of energy. have a hard time sitting down <laughs> For a few hours and concentrate because they're just getting blasted with testosterone and they're being asked to concentrate on things that are boring so they take that and go oh well now it's a medical problem so we need to give we need to give them drugs we, to we need to put your kid domestic we need to put your kid we, we need to domesticate your child by just putting them on high yeah. doses of amphetamines while they while their fucking brains are developing as well we need to blast them with amphetamines yeah i i agree with you that 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 the overprescription of amphet of amphetamine-based <laughs> medications to treat ADHD might be contributing to people who are into this sort of dumbo white nationalism stuff. All right, do you have much more to say about this, <sighs> or should we should we answer some questions? I mean, you know, this is actually the flip side of everything I was saying. It's like, <clears throat> um, for all the shit I've spoken about, aonic futurism. If you are a young, you know, if the person who wrote Aeonic Futurism is listening to this right now, <laughs> here's my message to you, mate. <laughs> right, highly put likely. down the Dexies. Go back to go back to yeah, making just art. Just like stop go taking Dexies. Making art. Get get back in touch with your art. Yeah, <laughs> Dexies are bad with they're really bad for you. Like they're they're really bad. They'll for fuck you. you up long term. Yeah, don't take them. They're terrible for you. I mean, they turn you do into whatever a you robot. Want. Like I'm pro performance enhancing drugs in sport, so. I don't give a shit, but like they're not good for you. <laughs> don't don't have any delusions. If you're going to be taking Dexies, like accept that they're shit for you. Yeah, yeah, and they they're going to turn you into an automaton at some point. It's like bodybuilders. Like I love that bodybuilders exist, you know, but they shouldn't kid themselves that they're healthy. <laughs> All right, uh, would you recommend? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I wouldn't. No, I'm not. I don't recommend it. Absolutely not. Don't, don't do that. I would recommend listening to this episode again. Give us some some more, oh, yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah, of that, yeah. uh, that boost. Listen to it. Listen to it three times. I'd recommend signing up to our Take Patreon. Take shitloads of Dexies and listen where to we're it gonna, six We're going to be answering some questions from it. Do you want me to send you a, a bunch of questions and we can we can answer them? Yeah, sure. How long have we been recording for? This has got to be like a two-hour episode already, isn't it? Yeah, we're like sitting on just yeah, under probably. two hours. Far out. How did we turn a 23-page obscure PDF into a two-hour episode? Look, that's just what talent looks like. You know, when you're good, you're good. That's, that's what I'll put it down Just to. in the flow state. <laughs> just rambling about taking Dexies. First question is, and these, these are from J-Man. J-Man has been very generous with sending us questions. Can you tell Ed we love him? I'll be seeing Ed tonight, actually. Sure, I'll Aww, pass that on. Cute. When will we see more Ed? I don't know. Jack will be seeing more Ed tonight. Does that count? I'll be seeing more Ed, yeah. Depends Depends who you mean by we. Do all Aussies have good voices? Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. Especially when you see the guy, like, out of his mind on meth on King Street. Oh, God. <laughs> well, you out of fucking line, mate? <laughs> You're out of fucking line, mate. <laughs> Do you remember that? Did you ever watch Trent from Punchy? Just give me your fucking if- lawyer. I know you smoke. I saw you smoking before. Just give me your fucking lawyer. Uh, in response to that question, J-Man, you should look up on YouTube 
Trent from Punchy. <laughs> Go edu- educate yourself on one of the uh, more interesting accents, Australian regional accents. Trent from Punchbowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this question ties into our Looks Max episode. Why do you think Aussies are in general more attractive than British people? I saw a couple of green texts about it, and it is because the descendants of Credit Maxes <laughs> carried all the best genetics with them. Or do you think it was the vril of land osmosing into the Anglo bodies of Australians and thus making them more attractive? Was it the half-caste act that foolishly wanted to breed out Aboriginals instead of focusing on making the Levi master race manifesto in the works? Or was it simply a bigger gene pool? Perhaps the sun's masculine magic, UV radiation, was more imposing. See, this is the sort of creativity that so we we're did, talking we about. So we answered this question in the last episode where actually it's because women love very dangerous men it's an established fact <laughs> and because a lot of there are a lot there are a lot of convict genes in australia and women women just sense that that background of being a criminal and it's it's mostly because of that i forget which looks maxer i read that theory from but it, any anything associated with looks maxing is 100% gospel truth so that's why that's why J-Man actually didn't offer any correct <laughs> any correct hypothesis there. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I think that this uh, question is uh, a perfect example of the sort of creativity that we do not want to expunge from our young people. No, this, this and is I good, strongly, you know, whilst the hypotheses have turned out to be already refuted by the Lux Maxim community, um, I would encourage <laughs> I would encourage J-Man and um, anybody else in our audience to send through such a thought-provoking and curious questions. Mm, important, mm. important questions. What about this? If you could have one serious drug being sold over, the, sold over the counter, what would it be? What's the name of brand and how is it served? For example, would have Happy Beans Meth Chocolate, 10 milligrams average street dose is 200 milligrams, sold in stores requiring an ID to Wow, purchase. he's put a bit of friction in there. <laughs> If that happened, we'd have a lot more white nationalism <laughs> walking around. The amount of white nationalism, I'm pretty sure, correlates strongly with the amount of meth or just amphetamine society. <laughs> what would I want? Well, something with LSD in it. By far my favourite drug. The king of drugs, as Jack what has said the brand? in the past. How? It is, it is the king of drugs, as I've said on many occasions. <laughs> Normally, while intoxicated. <laughs> An acid. The king of drugs. <laughs> It really is the king of drugs. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's it's a it's a it's a tough it's but experience. it's a tough but fair king. I'll say that much for it. It can. Oh yeah, it, the 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 king lay will down the fucking absolutely law. Fuck you up if you're not if you, careful. You Seemingly yeah. arbitrarily. <laughs> <It's> completely arbitrarily. <laughs> the king might be in a bad mood, and you might have a terrible time. <laughs> the king might just impose on you a thousand years of like. Burning in purgatory, just mental <laughs> anguish. <laughs> Absolute. The king, we never said it was a good king. We just said it was the king. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's it's a cruel and capricious king. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. So the brand name would just be the king. <laughs> How would it be served? I mean, you could have it just in a in a heavily carbonated beverage. It'd be like having a Red Bull, except it's it punts you through the universe. It's like 400 micrograms of acid. 
yeah, yeah. It would need it would need to be a high dose, at least four hundred micrograms, <laughs> preferably five. I think no, the king would need to be five hundred micrograms. Oh God, just it would need to be a very uncomfortable. Kick dose. your fucking subjectivity into over to Mars or something. Fucking hell. Okay, what about okay? So in terms of how how you would administer it, I think it would make most sense. So you know at um at Burger King. When you were a kid, how they'd give you like those paper crowns. It'd be like one of those paper crowns you wear, except it's blotter paper. And you you wear it for a while, then you eat it, and it's five hundred mics of acid. And you you just forget your own name. You forget what it means to be a human being for twelve hours after eating the crown. That's that's what I would want. I think my one would be um DMT. <laughs> you just, just going even further. What, what makes acid uncomfortable? <laughs> and it would just be, you'd just get like one of those, uh, you know, those little vape sticks. They're just little small vape sticks. So it's just preloaded, preloaded with crystal DMT. Just hand, no ID required, no, no, no age check, no nothing. <laughs> just over the mm. counter. It's mandatory. It's mandatory. You turn twelve and shove. This is your bar mitzvah. Shoves, shoves the DMT vape down your throat. <laughs> and uh, what about and this though? So what about it's called Russian roulette. It's called and Russian so roulette. <laughs> most of these sticks are just full of like saline solution. <laughs> And and you you inhale and nothing happens, but one in six <laughs> is just has a, a god dose let's, of DMT. Let's say how, how much? Fifty milligrams. <laughs> Fifty milligrams, please. An incredibly a gram, dose. a gram, something that'll punt you through the a universe. Gram of DMT. One in six of them is is full of DMT. It's a it's one, a hot of, one. one in six will extract your soul out of your corporeal body <laughs> and send it to yeah. another dimension. And you won't come back for a million years. <laughs> well what subjectively will feel like a million years, but it's in fact just been like ten or fifteen minutes. <laughs> but you just immediately minutes. collapse onto the ground and just, go, 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 just comatose. <laughs> yeah. You just lose contact. You just see a bunch of like teenage boys, six teenage boys in a fucking group outside Maccas. just Huffing, <laughs> and one of them just falls to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> a night out on the Russian roulette. A night out, a, a, a night in. <laughs> a night into yeah, the deepest very recesses internal. of your mind. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, so that it'd sounds be, good. It'd be called uh, Dimitri's, really Dimitri's Russian roulette. Into, in, Dimitri's interdimensional <laughs> Russian roulette. That's what it'd be called. And they're only sold in packs of six, and you must be in a group of six. Yeah, yeah, it's sold. <laughs> and you in must a pack be in a group of six, of six to purchase it. <laughs> it's an inherently social <laughs> thing to do to, to become unconscious. <laughs> on DMT, D- DMT it's is widely extremely to social. Be the most yeah. sociable drug. Yeah, very sociable. Just want to talk to all those machine elves. <laughs> all right, here's a good question. BCFH is designated as a dangerous podcast, and if you don't disavow it, you'll be fired from your main job. What is your official apology or doubling down statement? I'd just, I'd just deny that it's me. I'd just, I'd just flat well, out Are you going to fire it. yourself, Jack? Denial. Complete denial. You're going to fire Sorry? yourself from your, your main job? Yeah, I'll, f- <laughs> I'll fire myself. Right, Jack, I heard the podcast I made, and I'm really disappointed in myself. <laughs> I don't think I can write books anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I've just taken the king and have been talking to myself for the past few hours, firing myself. <laughs> Walking down Brunswick Street, just <laughs> yelling at the sky. Talking to myself, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, fucking, I love, I love Australia. Um, I guess, um, well, I mean, I can't really deny it. Like, you know, like, it's just like, at this point, dozens and dozens of hours of my voice talking about ridiculous shit. And so I'd probably just be like, okay, <laughs> just accept it. I guess I'll. Just say, just say you stand by all of it. Every single thing you've read, you agree with. I it. agree with all of it. I agree with the communism and the fascism <laughs> and the white yeah, nationalism. Exactly. As a, as, as a uh, mixed-raced person, I agree with the white nationalism entirely. <laughs> to start talking to your boss about Jakub, the father of mankind. Yeah, yeah. So the day that I get really fired, earnestly. I'll let you guys know what my response will be. Um I hope that I get fired after we start making enough money off Patreon or something that, like, <laughs> not completely fucked. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think that, like, at the end of the day, like, you got to fucking, like, live your life. We're going to die anyways. I don't think getting fired is a big deal. Like, I'd rather make my fucking art than, like, work at a job that tells me how to think or speak. And um, luckily, my workplace is pretty cool. Like, they're nice people, and um, I don't think, you know, like, if they fired me, it wouldn't necessarily be because they really care that much. It'd be more like they'd be caring about, like, I don't know, just, like, reputational stuff or whatever, probably, but it wouldn't, I probably wouldn't really take it personally. Like, I really like my my colleagues and my boss and stuff, so I wouldn't take it personally. And I'd just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to focus on the book club then. Actually, it'd be good for the book club because it means I could just spend all my time just doing stuff for the book club. <laughs> <laughs> just forced to commit. Yeah. So I mean, it'd be good from that point of view. I'd probably prefer it actually. It'd be fun. I mean, I have enough money at the moment, whereas if I lived in Southeast Asia, I could probably eke out a, f- a number of months of like not earning a salary and just work on the book club. But like that'd be pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> probably prefer not to do that. <laughs> if I can avoid it. <laughs> Valerie Solanus and Elliot Rogers, Roger, are forced to live with one another. I, I feel like we already did this, didn't we? For uh, for a month on Big Brother, uh, Big Brother style, and uh, or maybe that was on the Lost episode where we uh, recorded and then we like lost the, you know, like a few weeks ago, it got fucked. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah and right. uh, the and the uh, the responses that we gave in that Lost episode were much funnier and more engaging. And these responses, but unfortunately, we lost it naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, hilarious. I mean, really, like, if only we could play that episode, we would be already on Joe Rogan. Alas, we must work from the bottom. Um, so yes, Valerie Solanus and Elliot Roger are forced to live with one another for a month, Big Brother style, and uh, and the one to not murder the other or quit gets one million bucks, one million fiat cuckaroonies. If you were the host of the program, what challenge? <laughs> What? <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Sorry. <laughs> if you were the, yeah, just like last night, just me, just like going on a Bitcoin rant on the Discord. <laughs> um, if you were the host of the program, what challenges would you come up with to make the show more interesting? Slash lit shill raid when? Oh, sorry, that's a separate question. Um, oh yeah, we need to get some anti shill raid fucking stuff. On the Discord. Oh, like a lit shield raid, I think is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, no. We're not we're not gonna do that. Um 
Uh, yeah. Also, because I just don't want to attract like too many of those types to our Discord if they're going to carry on like they do on Lit. <laughs> like our Discord at the moment is a pretty nice vibe of like edgy and nice yeah. and not being too fucking spastic. Um, I mean, enough spastic, but like not too too much. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so if you were the host of the program, what challenges would you come up with to make the show more interesting? Um, the one thing that would make both of them incredibly uncomfortable was to make them go on a romantic date in public, and it's important that both of them, they both dress in a way that that is considered to be conventionally attractive. So probably the hosts will have to dress them or tell them what to wear. But Elliot Rogers was incredibly well-dressed. He had an impeccable sense of style and fashion. That's, was, that's uh, true. That's you know, true. And he could pick her up in his, his I BMW. Think, I think Elliot Roger might, in fact, dinner. be the one man on this planet that could melt Valerie Solanus's cold, cold heart. She just turns into putty maybe, in his, maybe in his, she would in his feel... disgusting little fucking hands. <laughs> What about what what about they they're both given a heroic dose of magic mushrooms and 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 they they're guided through a session where they talk about the causes of their you know what we would do I would bring on um, together uh Terence McKenna to do a guided shamanic mushroom trip with them. Yeah. yeah Terence McKenna can can do it <laughs> he just shakes his little marimba over them while they're fucking tripping out in mushies. <laughs> All right, just take some more of these. Starts beating your drum. Um, Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they start talking about romantic dinner. And they have some insight. Maybe this turns out to be a good thing. They develop insight. Yeah. And then the whole thing is filmed, and then people cut clips out of the conversation to make Solanus and Roger look really bad. Upload them to social media. And try to ruin And then their the next reputation. day, when the two of them are feeling like they've really worked through some important stuff, the, the the hosts will show them the negative comments, making fun of them from these clips, and just destroy them. Just to, just to really, really shake this them up. This is a strangely sociopathic idea that you've come up with, Jack. <laughs> it's just psychological warfare. Yeah, you just warfare. sigh up the fuck out of two, two psychological already, like, quite warfare. disturbed people. <laughs> just try to shake their cage a bit more. I don't really feel so- sorry for Elliot Roger though. Like I felt sorry for Solanus, you know. Not really. Elliot Roger, fuck that guy. Um but he was already being tortured on social media, wasn't he? So maybe he'd deal with that fine. I think Solanus would freak out. Was he being to- I don't think he was Was he being well, tortured? I don't know. He was just being media? made fun I thought, of on YouTube. Like the, the stuff associated with his name, I think just no one paid attention to. And then he was on places like PUA hate. Where I think people just agreed with him because he said the stuff that everyone else was saying there. The internet's a strange fucking beast, isn't it? It's interesting to think that, like, there's five billion people on this fucking computer network and, like, you know, a few thousand of them are listening to us this month. Um, And, but, you know, that means, like, you know, we're one one millionth, you know, one in one million people on the internet Less than one in one million people on the internet are going to listen to our voices this month, Jack. Which means that we still have a lot of room to grow. (laughs) (laughs) But it also means that, like, this just the vastness of, like, can you really get your head around what it means for five billion people to be on a fucking single computer network all within the same distance of each other? Like, 
in terms of information. No, distance. I can't. I, yeah, I can't so fucking do that. crazy, isn't it? It's like screaming into the abyss, and now we've got a little posse of crazy people on our Discord screaming back at us. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. I love the internet. I fucking love the internet. The internet's so good. Internet. It, it is, and also just from an engineering point of view, it is just a it is just a masterpiece of just like complex systems engineering like distributed because it's like it's decentralized decentralized network you know like all these sub you basically have like the the main sort of like infrastructure of the internet like really like i mean in principle you can do whatever you want but like there are these major that these like zones but they're all linked up to one another and it's all like fairly destructured oh well, not destructured but like like loosely structured um and to think that like this thing has just like connected five plus billion people um, and we get things like automatic interlanguage like translation with like this like Google Translate and stuff. You can communicate with anybody else like pretty well on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. And now we can get deep fakes of Levi and Jack talking about neo-Nazi meth chocolate stuff. <laughs> Not even deep fakes. Deep fake us into saying something sensible. <laughs> yeah, deep fake us into just reading like I don't know World Economic Forum transcripts or something, something like that. Really boring, just like reading tort law. <laughs> just Ten hours of Jack and Leo just reading tort law. Okay, do you have much more to say? Um, no. Nice. Don't take meth, kids. Yeah, don't take meth unless you want to turn into the author of the <laughs> Ionic Futurist Manifesto. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't really... There's not... I mean, this is pure chaos at this point. Join the Discord. Yada, yada. Do the rest. Join, join the Discord. You know, the geek. Next episode will be on Yung. Oh, yeah. Yung. That, but this time... This yeah, time no, it actually really will good. be. Yeah, we've... Um, I'm really looking forward to doing that episode. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be fun. Very interesting book. Modern Man there's in a, Search of a Soul. There's a bit more content yeah. to that than to yeah, the Eon Man in Search of Soul. Super interesting book. Yeah, really good book. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.